0: absolutely not. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Travelling Thoughts. If you've been sticking it out with me every week, thank you and you've made it to week 5. And today, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'll just give you a little update. So recently I was like, hey Emily, why don't you go into voice acting? And I was like, you know what, maybe I could. And the thing is, it's not like I love the sound of my own voice. I don't know if that's a podcaster trait to like the sound of your voice, but it's a pretty bad thing if you don't like the sound of your voice because you do have to edit your podcast. But then again, I guess I I do very minimal edits. (laughs) Um, If you couldn't tell. I'm no sound engineer. But having done this podcast at having to listen to my voice a lot more and more critically than I usually would. I've been forced to be okay with it, but also when I'm speaking normally to who, I don't really speak to people, but I speak to myself a lot and I speak out loud a lot. So I do hear the sound of my own voice every day, very often, and sometimes, I'm not gonna lie, Halfway through a sentence, I just go, shut up, Emily, I don't want to listen to myself anymore. Yeah, it's a me problem. But I've gotten better at listening to it, and I'm sure everyone has those moments where you've heard your voice being recorded, and you're like, oh my god, is that how I sound like? And people are like, yeah, that's what you sound like. And you think, wow, why did no one tell me I sounded this horrible? You know, it's that feeling. I don't know if it's for everyone, but for most people that I've met, they probably find the sound of their own voice, especially if it's recorded, a bit odd. Or it's not what they thought it sounded like. And well, I do know how you hear your own voice is a lot different than how others would, because your ears is attached to your head. So the vibrations are a lot closer to you, so what you hear is very different from what other people hear. But if you do this thing where you like place books right in front of your ears, you can kind of hear a more accurate sound of your voice because it's having to travel a bit further to reach your ears, but, you know, I don't know. That's a little science segment (laughs) there. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, voice acting. Now, I don't know if I'm actually going to go into voice acting, partly because I realised as I was researching about voice acting that, yeah, it, it involves a lot. I didn't doubt that. But in order to even get started, you do need to create a bit of a portfolio for yourself, right? And I was thinking, hmm, if I were to do voices, what sort of voices would I do? And every voice actor needs to create a voice reel. That's the very first thing you do, which is kind of like your, it's part of your resume. And it'll be a minute, minute and a half audio clip where you string together all your one-liners for different characters and different voices and you send it off to people. It's, it's an audio clip that you'll send off to people so that they know what you're capable of. So you're really trying to sell yourself in this voice reel. So I thought that's a great place to start. Let me write down the sort of characters that I could possibly do. Now am I, am I gonna embarrass myself and show you some examples? Uh, We'll see. <laughs> we'll see as we go along. Um... But yeah, so I was jotting down some voices. And while I was doing it, obviously I was trying it out for myself and just speaking out loud, acting out loud. So the first character that I kind of can think of doing is a child, like a really cute voice. And now in my day-to-day life, I put on voices every now and then just to express myself a lot more. And yeah, sometimes I do a childish voice. So I thought, you know, if I were to be a voice actor, it'd most likely be cartoons. I could do a little child or a little cute character, you know? So like, okay. Child? Sure. Next one would be the easiest. I, Which I assumed would be the easiest. And it's the voice that is closest to your natural speaking voice. A little bit more refined, I guess. But it's a very easy one to put in. Because, again... You want to be unique, right? And your own voice is unique because only you can do your own voice. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. Except here's the issue. This is going to be a little segue. But my accent is very, I would say, very basic. It's a London accent since I was born and raised in London. So most people could guess that I'm from London. Now, I grew up in East London. So, yeah, people speak a certain way, maybe Cockney, a little, well a lot of people use slang and sort of, I I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, if you've ever been in East London, you'll know, people speak a certain way, especially when I was growing up in school, slang was used very often, except I felt really uncomfortable using slang, I just didn't think it sounded right coming out of my mouth, (laughs) and it didn't match my personality or character at all so I avoided speaking like that to the point where people thought I sounded posh but it's not that I necessarily sounded posh it was more like I just spoke in full sentences with correct grammar. (laughs) Yeah so say what you want but I have a very basic accent. Growing up I watched a lot of Disney Channel and Nickelodeon so those are American TV shows and I don't know if you've seen American TV shows and you have someone on that show that you know is British and they're just speaking with their natural voice but suddenly because they're surrounded by Americans they sound overly British to the point where it sounds fake like they're really egging on this accent and I used to be so confused why do you sound like that I grew up with people that sound like you but suddenly you just sound over the top like on a whole other spectrum. Then I started to realize, you know, I've been watching a lot of American shows that the American accent just sounds very normal to me. But then when I'm talking to people in London, mostly, you know, the accent is normal to me too. But in school, especially when I was like 16 and I went to a sixth form, meeting new people, when I spoke to people, And had, like, a full-on conversation with them. They would, at some point, stop me and go, wait, are you American? Or they would ask if I was Australian, because apparently I had an Australian twang. And I would just stop for a second and think, wait a minute, where did that come from? I don't... I do know that when I was a kid, I used to love trying to do accents. I can't say I was successful, but my friend... My childhood friend, she was really good at doing accents. Her and her family were great at doing accents. So I'd always try and imitate it. Eh, it was alright, you know. I tried. But I think certain words just sound a lot better in my head. In like an American accent, for example. I can't tell you what exactly, like what region of America it is. But it's just a very standard generic. If someone was to do an impression of an American, it's probably that accent. But it's certain words, and I don't know when I do it, but it just comes out. And when I used to read out loud in secondary school, people would ask me to read out loud because I put on an American accent. And that's because when I'm trying to enunciate, I over-enunciate. So you end up pronouncing letters, or you start sounding out letters with a lot more exaggeration. And that is not how it goes in Britain. You know, the T's and the R's. We don't like to say those a lot. You know, butter, water. Well, that sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Butter. Which I guess you think of bud- butter. Butter. And water. So yeah, I used to get really confused when people asked me if I was American or Australian. Particularly Australian. But then again, sometimes I do find it hard to distinguish between some Australian accents i find that some Australian accents are quite subtle so they do sound british to me at first listen but there's something off about it so i've come to realize that if i find an accent that is british but is a little little funky then it's probably australian or maybe new zealand maybe it's a Ki- maybe it's a kiwi accent oh and also americans find it really difficult to figure out if you have a british accent or an australian accent as well i remember when i went to san francisco with my sister and we were at a restaurant and the waiter was like oh you're from australia i was like no we are not and to us it sounds ridiculous i mean we're from the other side of the world of course the british empire and all that but you know to us it's a very different accent if you haven't heard it enough i guess you can get them confused even, like, recently I had someone say that I sounded Australian, which I was like, okay, cool. Maybe maybe I do. Maybe I'm a secret Aussie. I find that my, my natural speaking accent does vary. Oh, and don't get me started on. <laughs> I don't know if other people do this, but if you're talking to someone and they have an accent, I can't help but slowly adopt the same accent if I'm having a conversation with them, and it's so embarrassing, because I'll catch myself halfway through sentence, and I when I realise that I'm imitating them, but I don't want it to seem like I'm taking the mick out of their accent, I'm not, it's just subconscious, and it's because I'm listening very closely to what they're saying, and so if I so happen to use the same words that they're using, I am repeating what they're saying, which translates to, repeating in their accent, especially if they're using filler words. I'm trying to explain this in a way that makes sense, but you know when people go, um, really? What? Totally, like, you know, those sort of words. If I hear them saying that in a conversation, in an accent, when I want to use filler words too, or those words, because I've heard them say it, and it's like in my head, it will come out the same way. And it's very noticeable because to them, I mean, they can hear me trying to do their accent. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, that's embarrassing. I don't mean to do it. And it's definitely not, you know, I'm not mocking them. It's just an unconscious habit that becomes conscious and then I get really awkward. <laughs> but yeah, so my, my accent can vary. I also, I also like saying computer. I used to say that I'm not in university because I did computer science. It's just fun saying computer. Moving on from that. <laughs> so yeah, trying to include in my voice reel a voice that is very similar to my own. I realised focus you have to focus hard on being consistent, of course, because you have to convince the person listening that this is a real person, this is a fully fleshed out character and yet this is my closest to my voice but it's not me I'm not a character I'm a real person so if I am to do a character that has a similar voice to me I have to make sure that I stick to the same accent (laughs) naturally for some reason I gravitate towards it's not necessarily American but it could be misinterpreted as American I would say and so I just go with it. So yeah, it's harder than you think it is <laughs> to try and record your own voice without being too much like yourself, I guess. So those are two characters I have in my voice reel. Another one is quite a very British, like a posh British lady, lady, a posh British lady. I'm a lady. Uh, Yeah, so that's one I try to do. Kind of like a villain. Yeah, I, I love the idea of playing a villain it's just so ugh to play a character that's so unlike yourself because you know i'm i'm not a villain but to play a character completely different from who you are sounds like so much fun so yeah i have the posh young lady british lady i could try and attempt to do sort of an older british lady like no absolutely not honestly like, that sort of voice, I could try, but I I think I sound too young. <laughs> um, and then another one is kind of just trying to do an American accent. And if any of you are American listening to me, I'm sorry. I, I mean, no offense when I say an American accent, but it's imitating TV shows that I watched, really. I think that's what it is. It's very, very generic. Um... Uh, Yeah, so I I did record those voices, and listening to it is kind of like, uh, because I think I, well, obviously I know it's my own voice, but if someone else was to hear it without knowing me, kind of out of context, would they think it would be four or five different characters? Like, is it convincing enough? But then again, I do know that there are voice actors who just have the, the voice that just fits the bill, And so they don't necessarily have to change their voice. You know? It's like when movie star actors voice animated characters in like a movie. It is their voice, but because you're not seeing them like live action, it's through a little character. The voice is familiar, but you don't know who it belongs to. So you're very much convinced that this is the voice of this cartoon uh, character. But I don't know if I'm just being very (laughs) self-critical. But I do know I have a lot of work to do to maintain consistency in each character, to figure out, or to build my repertoire, but it's fun, I get to just talk to myself constantly in silly voices, and yeah. And of course, you can't forget the acting side of voice acting, so even if you have the voices, you need to be able to act. and. I don't know. Some people have very naturally express... Take a shot every time I say the word naturally or natural. I'm sorry. But some people, when they speak, are quite emotive and expressive in their tones. I don't think... I don't know. Am I? (laughs) I don't know if I am as expressive as I think I might be. But of course, it's acting. So it's a skill that you have to develop and I think trying to do very serious or sad voices is kind of difficult so in the voice reel I things I wrote my own dialogue and one-liners for this voice reel I know you could find scripts I guess but I just made it up to suit the character and so one of the last ones in my voice reel is it's still kind of silly but it's in the tone of like we, we need to break up So it's trying to break the news to the other person. So it is, you know, sad and serious. So sometimes I can find being emotional in a more sad and serious way to be difficult. But I think when it comes to acting, if I fully could commit and convince myself, you know, I am this character, I am sad, I am... Like being very in the moment, then it will come out. But the moment I start overthinking about whether or not it sounds sad enough, then it starts to get really, uh, you know, like, (laughs) robotic or just over the top where it just doesn't really fit. It's not authentic and genuine. Definitely not convincing to the audience that this is a sad moment. (laughs) You don't want to overact. But here's the thing. There's a line between overacting. Sometimes you do need to overact. Like, theatre, Broadway, very big expressions and that's very different if you were to watch movies and tv shows where it's more realistic in a way the only experience I have of acting is GCSE drama (laughs) and I thought I was doing great but apparently not because I didn't get the best grade it was fine it was decent it was average um but I think you need to be surrounded by people who are as committed as you want to be obviously in school people are forced to do drama class and things like that so you know I don't blame them for not really wanting to be on stage uh so yeah it's kind of hard to try and act when everyone else isn't taking it seriously that's what I'm gonna blame it on but I think as you grow older you become more understanding about you know emotions and how to portray them in a way look at me the actor <laughs> uh i also did the like school musicals you know what i really miss doing school musicals you have no unless you join theater or maybe a local theater that puts on productions which you know i don't really hear of that unless you it's your profession i miss doing end of year productions at school and it was so fun our drama department were very committed <laughs> to the art and being part of Hairspray, Bugsy Malone, Oliver Twist. It's just so fun. You get all these students together after school. You're dancing, you're singing, you're messing around. And at the end, you get to put on the show for everyone. So it's a great bonding experience. Now, that I wasn't really one of the actors. I'll always be one of the dancers. But I like to say that... There were very few people who could dance, so they ne- they needed as many of the dancers as they can get. <laughs> that's how I convinced myself that that's why I was the dancer all the time. But yeah, I, I, it was fine. Uh, you should have seen some of the dances. to be honest. It was kind of a... Uh, yeah. And I love watching movies and TV shows, and I appreciate the acting more and more. Because obviously, you can tell when someone's not a good actor. And sometimes shows have such a good storyline but acting is so bad that you it's, it's kind of like what were they thinking? <laughs> that means nothing coming from me because I am not an actor. <laughs> if I was in that position, would I do a better job? I don't know. But yeah, I've become very conscious of like how actors perform certain scenes and emotions and I'm like, wow, how do they do that? Will I be able to do that? And I guess just being in that environment, knowing that, you know, you're in the presence of very serious actors who are very much, like, 100% in the mindset of their character, or, like, are in the scene. There's, like, no judgement, no nothing. You just go full, full on. One of the things that I used to think, and I guess still do, when I was younger, I actually dreamt of being an actor, which I think would be quite surprising for a lot of people, because I've never really done actor things. I didn't join, like, a theatre or showed much interest in it. But I think the idea of it is just so cool. Uh, I just don't think I am talented enough to be an actor. But, you know, it's always... You can develop that skill, which I'm trying to do. But the thing that fascinates me is that you could be whoever you want when you're an actor. Well... In the sense that you can play characters that don't exist and you will never be. You'll never live that life. But through these characters, you can pretend to. You can be the psycho, crazy murderer. You can pretend to be, I don't know, the richest person in, in the movie, living the higher life. You could be whoever. You could have superpowers. Though... That would involve a lot of green screen, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> it's like um, Gandalf. Ian McKellar, who just had to... Ian McKellar? I- Ian? Him? Right, he he would just be in a, in a green screen room, acting to no one, and it's very... I don't want to say demoralizing, but y- you lose that interaction, face-to-face interaction with people. But in the end, you can see yourself have superpowers i want to be a superhero actually i don't even want to be a superhero i just want to be someone with like crazy super powerful like powers that goes into hiding and everyone wants to capture them but you're you're always on the move i don't know you know something like that You, you basically end up having like a really crazy and eventful life through these characters and then you can just step out and go back to being yourself I find that so cool. I think that's what I dreamed of when I was younger, to just try out these different lifestyles, different looks, and you don't have to just be one person. But again, for example, like Johnny Depp, he has a very distinct style with every time he acts and every time he adopts a character. And I think that's pretty cool too, you know, because as an actor, you do have to relate in some way to the character you're playing. If not, you have to find it. Dig deep. Because you want to have that connection. In order to be confident enough. To act out and portray. This character on screen. So you do. Put a bit of yourself into it. Which makes sense. You know, it's like every Tim Burton movie. You have your Johnny Depp's and Helen Carters, <laughs> Which... Just a, just a thought, it's quite interesting, because when you have such iconic characters, for example, Superman and Batman, the actors always change. Oh, and James Bond as well, you know, like, the characters are so iconic that you can tell whether an actor has done a good job in convincing you that they are this character now. Like, Christian Bale as Batman is, for me, Batman. That's also because I'm young and I haven't seen the older Batman movies. But, you know, the new Batman movie is going to have... I was going to say Edward Cullen, but (laughs) that's not what I meant. Robert Pattinson. I'm intrigued to know how he will play Batman. But with Superman, you have Henry Cavill. Of course, he he looks like Man of Steel. For some reason, my mind goes to Smallville. (laughs) He, He is... Superman to me for some reason uh, uh, yeah but you know it's interesting how of course each actor has their own sort of flair when it comes to acting you know the James Bond there's very distinct eras of different Bonds The Sean Connery and then like Piers Brosnan Piers, Piers Brosnan Brosnan? I don't know then you have David Craig and who who knows who's the new Bond is going to be but you know they're they're still all James Bond they're still all Batman and all Superman but we all have our favorites another example would be Doctor Who (laughs) David Hent will always be my doctor the 10th doctor and I guess depending on which one you saw first they end up being you know you, you you're more attached to the one that you saw first so yeah I know it's it's bias, but if they didn't do a good job, then you wouldn't like it, right? So yeah, I don't know where I was going with that point, but it is so interesting. I need to come up with better vocabulary. It's so intriguing, so thought-provoking. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, maybe I want to be an actor. Maybe. I just need to work on, you know, the acting part. Though when I think about it, and I'm not going to say I would make it into Hollywood, but you know, never say never. Uh, You never know, I can make it. I could be a star. Like, oh my god. I could have a star on the Walk of Fame. Is that what it's called? The Hollywood Walk of Fame? Yeah. Though I think you could just buy one of those, right? (laughs) Yeah. I know you have to have a certain look, as well. I mean, you know, you, you can buy the look. Let's be real. So, you gotta have the talent, skill, and then everything else can come afterwards. So, yeah, I'm slowly working on my many voices. When I do my child or cute voices, they seem to all get jumbled up. And in my head, when I think of a child-like character cartoon, I'm thinking like Adventure Time. Sort of thing going on, Steve Universe. I I haven't seen those cartoons. I don't know why I'm using them examples, but you know, kind of wacky and weird. Oh, Catbug! Oh my goodness, Catbug is such a cute voice. And if you don't know who Catbug is, it's a cat lady bug, ladybug, ladybird. Yeah, and it's adorable. So yeah, I was thinking if I were to do maybe one of those voices. That'd be kinda cute. I- I'm trying to I'm trying to um show you the voice, but I'm having stage fright. <laughs> Even though I could just edit this out. Let me try, hold on. Hello <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I don- <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I could do better than that. Sorry. This is so unprofessional of me. Hold on. <sighs> Deep breath hello and welcome to the podcast my name is emily and i would like to say that dinosaurs are the best they really are they really are the best they're my best friends and now they're all dead that was probably terrible but um work in progress i also uh, that i was doing that very under pressure i don't know what that was oh my goodness Oh, now I feel embarrassed. But anyway, working on them. That's just one of the voices that came out of my head. (laughs) I feel tempted to redo it, but I'll just leave it in. I'll leave it in. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what I was saying before this. (laughs) That really threw me out of the loop. Or, you know, doing voices for... Video games is kind of cool too. Like I play League of Legends and each champion has a set of phrases that it says. Like catchphrases. And I'd love to just voice one of those characters. It's just so fun. Or maybe like a very storyline driven game. And be one of the characters for those. That's cool too. I, I play Professor Layton on the Nintendo. And, like, just imagine doing a voice for an iconic character. And your your voice is just immortalised for eternity. And everyone around the world can hear it. And they have no idea who you are, but they know your voice. Creepy, but so cool. Am I right? Or am I right? I don't know if my voice acting dream will come to fruition... But I mean at least I can try. So yeah, working on it. Hit me up if you, you need someone to voice act for you don't even need to pay me. <laughs> I'll I'll take the experience. I like sign myself up to one of those agency things so that you can be a supporting actor if they need one, which basically means being an extra in a movie or whatever they have available. Uh which is interesting. But then again, you know, I have tattoos and piercings. Does that... That might sever my chances of being booked. You know, there's makeup. I guess I can cover my tattoos up. <laughs> we'll see. If they need a 5'2 East Asian female who looks like they could get away with being a teenager to early 20s, I'm available, I can wear a wig, I'll cover my tattoos, here's my non-existent CV, (laughs) with zero experience in the field of acting, or entertainment, but fake it till you make it, that's my motto, you fake it till you make it, I think I can, you know, I set such high expectations for myself, that I wouldn't feel comfortable not meeting them you know so if someone's like give me this character I would feel bad if I don't deliver you this character (laughs) so I will do all that I can to really convince you that I am a great actor and by doing that by faking it till I make it I will make it so yeah that's my little update on my potential route down acting again Developing the skills and will hope to find experience in in the field we shall see I'm exploring all avenues once again. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to my rambles and my bad attempts of doing character voices. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know if you want to pass this along to anyone who is looking to hire an amateur can i even call myself an amateur like a noob voice actor let me know i'm willing to do anything (laughs) uh but yeah what a ride (laughs) again i will see you i won't see you you'll hear me next week with the next episode until then i hope you have a good one if you have any tips and tricks to share with me as I embark on my potential path to Hollywood stardom, feel free to share it with me. You can follow me on Instagram at the traveling thoughts, traveling with two L's. I feel the need to specify that because I think some Americans spell it with one L, don't they? Traveling, two L's. Yeah, I don't post as much as i should on that account but ugh all the social media stuff is so hip so much maybe i'll talk about social media in the next episode but yeah if you want to leave me a message you can just message me on um, at the traveling thoughts pod no instagram account jeez what's wrong with me you can also find the name in the description of my podcast too yeah please follow the podcast leave a review where reviews are left and keep a lookout for the next episode where will we be going next i don't know this has been traveling thoughts and we'll meet again next week